coverage of the Macworld Expo for the MyMac Podcast is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Find them at MacSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. Listening to another great podcast on the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast, Mac World Expo, Day Two. You're listening to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. everybody it is guy from the mymac.com podcast obviously since this is the mymac.com podcast mm-hmm. and uh we have we have quite quite a large crew with us here uh i think it's been a while since at least one of actually two of them two three three of the people that we have here today have not been on the show for a very very long time of course we have uh elisa Paselli. Who's Hello. been here in the show for the entire time? Hi, Elisa. I'm exhausted. You're really, really all, all wore out. <laughs> I'm just kind of like seeing stars. Yeah, I well, don't... no, that, that was Dave Hamilton and <laughs> that crew. That's <laughs> and we have Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi. Hi. Your voice doing? is cracking. Yeah, my, my voice is. She's cool. tired too. <laughs> and someone who hasn't been on the show for a long time. I, I haven't seen you in. Well, I didn't see you here last year. I wasn't Mark here last Rudd. year. Hey, hey, everybody! Good to see the MyMac family and uh, see Owen. And, and I haven't met Elisa before. Elisa, yep. And uh, so, and I saw. Oh, Vicky Mark, the last Elisa, time I was here. Elisa. Yeah, no, Mark. nice to meet you. We had we had dinner last night just for all those MyMacers who've been here in the. Years passed and have went to the meetups with us and Mel's for dinner. Yep, we had Mel's dinner last night, kind of mm. in uh, as, in honor of of all the years gone by. So it's great to be back. Great to see everybody. And uh, you have your son here as well. I have my son Eric. That's right. I'm a newbie. And you look you look remarkably like someone. Who is I that? do. Uh, Shane bought one from Weeds, which I get almost on a. Daily basis. I can attest to that. <laughs> well, don't worry because in a couple of years, exactly. no one's going to care. No one's going to care. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. And someone, no someone who is a long, long time uh, MyMacker. Yeah, he's turning where, away now. Is uh, Owen Rubin. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, Owen try, was trying to talk to me yesterday, but. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Gus. I appreciate it. Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> quite, you're quite you're quite welcome, Opie. I, I, and like, just so you know, we've given Owen the uh, MyMac Edition Walker that he's using for the whole show. So, you know, has it's cool because it folds up. I think that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, and it has a USB slot. So exactly. The brushed aluminum was a nice touch. Well, yeah. I'm waiting for the Thunderbolt version so he can go even faster. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we've all here. yeah. Well, this is the second full day of the Macworld Expo, and everyone has now uh, been out on the floor, and I'm, I'm curious to get everyone's uh, thoughts about what's going on in the show so far. We'll start with Vicki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Vicki? Um, well, I went back out and I looked at and saw a couple of more products that were pretty exciting. Um, I um, Someone dragged you. Yeah, someone dragged <laughs> me out there to look again. Because <laughs> sometimes you walk past the smaller booths and you don't realize that the product they have is really outstanding. I saw a VIP Orbit, which was a really exciting contact management software. That's It's totally different than the typical contact management software. That's one product. And, uh, um, and look, there are a couple other companies, um, and we will have reviews of those. Well, what, what do you what do you think about what do you think about the expo so far in general? Uh, in my opinion, it seems smaller. Um, the media is very few media people. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I, I have noticed that. I mean, in, in in Owen can attest to that. There, in in some years gone past, you would have trouble finding a seat. And oh, they yeah. would have oh, absolutely. They would have twice as many. Well, no, maybe not twice, but you know, yeah. quite a few more tables than what we have in here right now in the media yeah. room. Well, I remember even a long time ago they used to have Macs for everybody to use. And oh yeah, you know, I yeah, yeah, they yeah. Used yeah. To have computers along one wall. Right. They didn't bring your own. That's and, right. Mm-hmm. They supplied food. They supplied mm-hmm. food. That used to nice. give you. A, they used to give you. A yeah, the coupons, coupons. The coupons, the vouchers. The, yeah, I remember. I, IDG, first, come on. Yeah, my That's first right, MyMac visit, they did have food for us. Yeah, so yeah. they're letting us starve. 
or that's making right. us eat Moscone Center salads. And yeah. that's, that's just not right. Yeah, but they're don't, brutal. Don't go there again. No, yeah. I will not. I yeah. will not go there again. Vicious salad. <laughs> and to, to go from someone who's, who's been on for a while to somebody who's brand new, um, how, what, did, what did you think of the show? Well, uh, Mr. Weeds look alike. Mr. Weeds. Uh, you know, I didn't really <laughs> know Mr. Botwin. Too. Mr. Botwin. Could have that East Coast accent. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, this is my first Mac World, and um, hearing all the stories and all the highlights from the grand time when uh, Apple graced us with their presence, um, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. Coming in, I mean, there's a cool energy, and I think just being in San Francisco kind of has that vibe. that vibe, the city vibe. Um, you know, there's some cool products. There's some, uh, I really liked the Appapalooza area, getting to see all the independent developers. Yeah, Dave, Dave Hamilton calls that Tiny Town. Tiny Town. Tiny town. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. It um, is. It, it's, it's cool seeing, you know, these startups and these guys that are, you know, family men. Yeah, exactly. Coming in and developing their apps and, and marketing them now. Um, and being able to make a living off of that. I think it's just kind of a cool vibe. Uh, overall, I think it's a pretty fun experience. Um, I don't really have anything to compare it to because this is my first time. But They did improve that area this year by not breaking putting, it up a little not, bit. Not putting four people at a big round table. Mm. And get, you get a little oh, is that how it was laid yeah, out? Yeah, last time it was, you got a quarter of a t- round table. Yeah, and, and, and you'd sit there, you'd be talking to someone, and you say, so tell me about your app, uh, uh, iFit. Oh, that's, that's, that's not, not, me. not my app. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the guy that's next to me. Guy over here. Or they all answer you at the same time. And you couldn't get more than two people standing looking at an app. Yeah. And if one of them was crowded, forget the other three. They slowly push them off the table. Exactly. They go for lunch, and they're computer and every you know all of their literature this is all was laid out it's all shut like, down I like this, the two people on a, on a stand back kind of back. a back to back yeah really really made it much easier and they weren't pushed so close together so. well what did you think Elisa um well like Eric this is this is his first year it's my second so I don't have a whole lot of history it did seem a little smaller to me uh, and I did notice there were a lot of names that weren't here this year that yeah. were here last year yeah there were certain certain people that I would like to have spoken to because I need their products. I would have been yep. interested. HP. In, in, <coughs> HP. Yeah, I'm gonna, can I say something about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm well, not, was there was there was there like a vendor or a product that that kind of stood out for you? Um, one person I spoke with is coming. It's called Bear Extender. Mm-hmm. And uh, the product isn't yes. out yet, but it's something that... Um, These are all, like, real hairy guys, right? Yes, that's why it's called Bear. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. But it's basically, uh, it's to extend the Wi-Fi in Oh, okay. So, so my, it is tech. It's, it's and not my like problem, And my problem, and the way fetish. my house is laid out, is I like to sit out on my deck and listen to MLB baseball. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to do that, I have Mibble. to put the iPad Mlib. next to the door Mibble baseball. to pick up the signal. And I might want to be sitting in a different section of the deck. Is there a team that you follow? I just this the Red Sox. I don't think people know that. Who? What? You're in New York, <laughs> I'm and, in New York. and you follow the Do Red Sox? Do not like the Yankees. I'm wow. a Red Sox fan since I was a kid. Okay, quick, send that quick. hate mail to 2013 World <laughs> Series champions. Just want to put it out there. <laughs> quick, quick little tangent here. Uh, my father grew up in New York in Brooklyn. He was a big Brooklyn Dodgers fan before they moved out to L.A. Hated the Yankees as well. When I was born, of course, I grew up in in Fort Lauderdale and in the the 60s and 70s, 80s, probably into the 90s. Fort Lauderdale is where the Yankees used to have their their spring training. Spring training, right? And it was like two to three miles away from where we lived. And my dad loved baseball, but he hated the Yankees so much that he would not take me (laughs) to a spring training Yankees game. He says, "I will not put money in that man's pocket." I said, "Okay, Dad, that's fine. Take your meds. Everything will be fine." So uh, let's let's move over here to to, uh, to Mark. So is there was there like anything that you thought was was like just fantastic, or was there stuff that was not quite as good? Nothing that really blew my socks off, but a couple of things I'm pretty interested in. Because um, you're not wearing socks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, forward looking. Wait, hold on. Infrared. Are you yes, wearing socks? I, I am wearing socks. Okay, um, and shoes. Um, forward-looking I infrared. I am too, but in reverse order. That's true. Um, <laughs> is a technology that's really been kind of uh, for elite and high-end uh, hardware manufacturers. And FLIR is here this year, and they have a product now for the iPhone 
that brings a, a forward-looking infrared camera uh, onto the iPhone along with an app. That'll be uh, coming out in another couple of months uh, for about $300 plus. And uh, there's going to be a lot of applications for that uh, in a number of different areas to, to, you know, for people who can't afford to get the high-end equipment. So I like that. I also liked uh, Flashback, the software Flashback. Um, it was, uh, you know, kind of a, a little combination of still shot with video attachment. And, you know, so that I think that that's a nice well thing. Well done app. And, yeah, and it's, it's a well done app. And then um, there's some pro that's lenses cool. for the iPhone. Uh, which has Schneider Optics is a very uh, famous. Is that a high end? Yeah, it's high end company. It makes high end optics, and so they're putting together uh, a package for the iPhone that looks promising for those who who want to take a little bit better photography with their phone. So, I, but from a of a feel, you know, I've been coming to these for a lot of years. I wasn't here last year, but I was here a lot of years before that. And uh, while it, uh, it it is definitely more condensed, in talking with a number of the of, of the vendors on the floor. They felt like the vibe was really good. That it's it's really kind of becoming kind of a, a cottage environment where people are really kind of a family, and and there was a, a good energy on the floor. So I, I a lot of that people was on the floor too. There was a lot of people. So so the energy was good, and I think that's really kind of what you're looking for. And I, you know, part of it also maybe I think we touched on this this yesterday. Um, I think that the uh, the the show floor area because we're we're in what the North Hall. North Hall. Okay. Yeah. The show floor area for the North Hall, for the North Hall, I think is much larger. It is. than the show floor that they had over in the West Hall. It is. So that may lead to makes know, it feel smaller. Makes it feel feel or feel bigger. Or, to me, it makes it makes it feel like there's less stuff because it's in a bigger room. Right. 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 But it, it's really not. I mean, and yeah, there, there's there's a, a couple of, of notable vendors that have been here in the past. Hey, that, Sorry, excuse that, me. That, you, you okay? You, you need some water? <laughs> he's, having a, he's having a problem choking that one down. <laughs> and and, and I, I really, really hope that in uh, years to come, and of course that's assuming that, that the Macworld Expo uh, is going to continue for years to come, and I hope it does, Yeah. Um, that they really need to come back. That it's it's not so much the the floor presence of having them here, or even for people from the press being able to, to see their products. It's it's the, the the regular people that go to this show that, that that come to this show that are now starting to put out their thoughts on Twitter and on Facebook. And you know, if if you're not here, then you're not getting that kind of exposure. Now, you've got a lot of people that listen to this podcast. You have a lot of people that listen to you know the Mac Geek Gap or the NoSillaCast podcast or you know any one of the, the podcasts that are out there that, that people are going to listen to. Did, did he not mention your podcast? Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, <laughs> I, I talked about that the other day. Three geeky ladies. We, we noticed that Vicky and I are very insulted. Oh, oh now I feel bad. <laughs> And a lot of people listen to that, too. I'm surrounded by them. (laughs) (laughs) Got to say something. (sighs) Uh, And, but, you know, I mean, all that aside, the the number of people that listen to podcasts is much less than the number of people that are going on to Twitter, that are going on to Facebook, that are going on to some of these other social media sites that these companies, you know, the companies that are here are getting, uh, not accolades, um, exposure. Exposure. I'm going to. Go from the other side. And you don't it. want me to expose myself. I'm gonna, no, I, I agree with exactly everything you said. But in addition, I think these companies, this is a place to give back. You get to see, you know, Apple said they were leaving this show because you could see everything they have online. in an Apple store yeah. or online. Yeah. It is not the same, okay? Secondly, Apple, with their bucket loads of cash, this is a drop in the bucket for them to show up at this show and support all the other people that are bringing products in for their thing that you can go to one place. I think the same for HP. Apple is support, HP has supported Apple for a long time. People buy a lot of HP products because of Apple. They should be there. So should Adobe for what it costs Adobe to buy Adobe a big, software right now. And you want to see what the new stuff is? Adobe should have their butts on the floor. Well, but I was surprised to see missing OWC and have Dr. Lot. 
Dr. Bot missing. And I, I mean, I have a lot of the people that sell, that used to sell a lot of stuff on the floor. I was surprised that they weren't here this Kensington. year. Hypermac. Kensington Hypermac is not there. Hypermac. Hypermac. It's just because they used to, I mean, especially the guys, and I said no, because they used to, I mean, you used to buy a lot of stuff from them right here on the floor. I'd go home with bucketfuls of stuff I'd spend money on. So I was disappointed I didn't get to buy all my stuff this time. <laughs> I should I should mention this podcast is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. I know it is. MacSales.com, and I appreciate the fact that... Here, uh, here. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I I'm raising sp- my glass. I, sp- <laughs> I brought my bucket fulls of cash to buy stuff. And From OWC. Not just OWC. There, there's really not that much to buy. buy. Well, full the, full disclosure, I am not paid for by OWC, and I did not realize this is OWC, but I missed them on the floor. Yeah. I'm really disappointed they weren't here. And that's the thing that bothers me, is these companies that have not shown up this time is sort of like letting... I feel let down by them. But you know, one thing I noticed is... A lot of the people I spoke to, and they and they knew that I'm media, and I do have some products I am going to be reviewing in the future. Um, but even if they didn't have products to review, just the fact that I stopped and talked to them, and they saw that my my Mac badge on, they all said thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to talk Absolutely. to me. Mm-hmm. And of the few of them, I said, don't expect the review in the next two weeks. You know, I've, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it it's going to take some time to do this. I have a lot to process, and you know, there's, and they all said. We are just so appreciative that you came to talk to us, that you're willing to even take a look at our product. No pressure. You'll review it when you review it. We are so appreciative. And I, thought, and I didn't get that last year. Yeah. That's the kind of support that makes well, these things really cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was really nice to get all that appreciation. We're, we're so happy the media is yeah. coming to talk to us. Yeah. Because on the flip side, the people who are here, you get a chance. You and I, Vicky, I walked around and... The funny part is we, I spent some time walking. Sorry. You don't like that noise? Yeah, yeah. Please drag the microphone across the table a little more. I don't think I've got quite the level of it. <laughs> Let's get a little Thank more drag you. in there. There you go. I, I'm sorry. As I started to move, it went bounce, 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 bounce. Is that smoke coming out of my iPad? <laughs> I am so sorry. I, I have found, though, that you can spend a lot of time now focusing on the smaller booths and stuff and we walked a yeah, number of them did. and spent a lot of time and yeah. there's a whole bunch of gems out there that just yeah. show up that, that, that I probably if there were the bigger booths and I was spending more time with the bigger vendors I probably wouldn't have seen I, okay well I, this, I, didn't, I, didn't I have a question a I have a question for everybody uh, well except for you because this is only your first year here <laughs> right fair enough did everyone notice that this year as compared to previous years there wasn't the huge amount of case makers you're right. No, they were all at CES. I guess. Because, this year, and, and I'm not complaining. I am not there were, complaining. There were much fewer. Yes. Thank you. And there, but there, you know what? I think I saw the most of, if you ask me what I saw the most of, there is more Stand. software out there. No, more software out there to affect your face. Yeah. <laughs> there was all Some this photo editing one. software. Some, Some of them are very creepy. Yeah, yes. uh, and by the way, I get to mention my favorite product I thought but out there. Your motion portrait? Also. Yeah. So, because a few of them I walked up to and a few of them I walked up to. Oh, sorry. Lift it up. Right there. <laughs> there you go. A few Hold them, on. A few of them I spoke to. were explaining yeah, yeah. what they feels right do. at home, right? <laughs> Anywho. A, few, a, couple, a couple of them I was like, asking them you know, questions. I said, okay, now how much does the app cost to download? And they said, oh, it's free. Yeah. Yeah, number so that's, that's, that's number something that, that I'm not sure about. You know, all these free apps are going out there. Where's the monetization? I've, I in, asked that in-app question. purchases. A couple yeah. of them did say in-app Not purchases. Okay, you know a what? Couple you did. know what? If, if if that's their business model, I think they're setting themselves up for fail, because uh, I, I know that right now in-app purchases is like really really big. It's like seventy percent of the revenue. Right. However, it's getting old. People, <laughs> it, it, it's getting old, and people that buy an app. <clears throat> And want full functionality from it, and having to go back into it and, and buy that functionality, assuming right. that that functionality will even work after they get whatever the in-app purchase is, they're going to start. They're going to start avoiding mm-hmm. those types of apps. There is a weird, strange strategy in business today that I've never agreed with, and I think it caused problems before. Is that eyeballs are worth money? Mm-hmm. So there's a there was a software vendor. I can't think of his name off the top of my mind, but they were they want to be the backup solution for photos. So it says backup your photos forever, and I said, oh, how much does that cost? Well, it's free now. 
wow, okay, so how, how do you make money? And they said, well, you know, we're, we're, first we'll get to 5 million customers and then we'll figure out how to make money. Yeah, and it's like, yeah good idea. Does that, will that really work? Do we call it, that bait and switch? Not so much. It depends because if it's bait well, and switch, Facebook if in the it. future they start charging for what it was they were offering. Or they put ads free. in. Yeah. You know, but I would rather spend, and, and I've done that with the very program that I'm using to record this this podcast i will spend the money for a full featured app what did it cost it was 25 dollars. so let's remember when we used to buy an app for our max or those of you had 60 to 100 100 bucks so this is dirt cheap but people complain about spending 5.95 on an app which which makes the hair on the back of my head stand up it really angers me back so the the free software as long as i'm free had the weird weirdest name rico me Remember this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't even think it's on the App Store yet. The guy was downloading people who wanted it. This was, this was the coolest thing out there that nobody saw. It's, they came up with a customized algorithm that looks at photos and categorizes them based on what's in the photo. Mm-hmm. So it knows if it's an animal. It knows if it's a sunset. It knows it. And so you can search your photos by words based on what's in the photo. Yeah. yeah. Like that, cat. You, oh, if you can say she cat, had a chinchilla. she had a chinchilla, oh, wow. and she, boom, there it was. Yeah, and there's th- certain websites that probably shouldn't use that. So. <laughs> well, it's, it, it indexes it indexes your photos. Oh my! Yeah, but yeah. Right. same thing. It has, it, it has a lot of platforms. You could you could put that into different platforms and different types of things. You could use that for right. But another thing is that with the, uh, the the went to see VIP VIP uh, yeah VIP orbit orbit and their philosophy <laughs> is the app is free. But if you want it on the, the iPhone, on the iPhone, but uh, the PC and the iPad, you have to pay for ten dollars for the iPad. Yeah, and thirty dollars for the, and so it works okay on the phone. It works much better on the iPad. It works even greater. greater. They all sync yeah. together, so they yeah. give you the iPhone one for free. Yeah. Okay, you see, that's fine that's because gateway drug. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Apple does the same thing with yeah. iOS devices right. in a way. It did it with iTunes. <laughs> this so, actually, this, this product she's talking now. about was actually very cool. It's yeah. the guy who created Act. Way way back when. Oh yeah, yeah. that was. Um, yeah. It was a con- it? it was a contact manager. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it almost was, like contact to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great it was software, better. and he is he has re envisioned what it means to to, to to do it today in social work, mm-hmm. social networks. Yeah. So it's it, his orbits. You know, I think he uses the dictionary about your your field of influence. Yeah. And yeah. so you can take all your contacts and put them into orbits, not quite like Google Circles, but. And then the act, the, the wait. So a circle is is larger than an orbit. Yeah. No, no, no. It, 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 you can have people in multiple orbits, and they can merge in the end. So you take all your, so you, you have all your all your family, and then you, yeah. then you start adding people. And you're like, well, you 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 play golf, so I add you to my golf orbit, mm-hmm. and then you know. Well, oh, that's play, the same thing, though. It sort of is the same thing, except that then he's well, can, added all this logging. Well, can you take that those can take those orbits and go? Okay, I got a party, and it's all. Uh, we're going to have a gift, and it's going to be golf. So, wait, wait, how? What? Who are all my golf buddies? And who likes this and this? And it can create it automatically create that list. Well, his example automatically was, send an email out. Yeah, to his him. example was yeah. I'm in San I'm in San Francisco now. Yeah. So I want to pick my friends and my golf buddies and those people who live near here and show me who that is. And he gets the oh okay. Know, so he gets the intersections of those. So and kind of the geo. Who will ask. And then who else I can it. ask? You can look at the, those people. What do they call, what do they they call those? Uh, Venn diagram. Yeah, it's so you go from a circle to an orbit to a Venn diagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just but wanted to make sure I, I got the terminology right yeah. here. Like a database, like an access database. What, it, yeah. it is kind of an access And what was kind of eerie is, as yeah. he was showing Vicky the app, yeah. he brought up his live thing, and my name was in there because yeah. I talked to him last year. Yeah. So right. he taps my name. Yeah, I'm sure and that's and why your was name a, was in there. There was a log of everything he said to He has yeah. a log of what we talked about last yeah. year yeah. and when he's contacted me and such, and he just remembers that. Yeah. So now I introduce him to Vicky, and he just puts Vicky's thing in. Took a little quick Ellen. picture of me. I'm in his database. It's, it's, the thing is hooked together. Yeah. It was a really oh, cool, cool. So, it was a yeah. cool piece of software. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's done a very nice job on putting it together. I heard he's going to get bought out by the NSA. <laughs> no, they already have that. Does it have, oh, a, does, does it have a geofencing side where it knows where you are and it says, okay, you met this person here? It, and did, it did include location. I wasn't quite sure how he did that. but the, yeah, He says like, it's the very first interface. Yeah, yeah. that Mac rolling. Okay, we, uh, we need to kind of wrap this up. We've actually gone longer than I thought we were going to, but that's okay. 
So everyone, please very, very quickly give your name and uh, where you can be reached, and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Let's start right there. Right okay. there. I'm Vicki Stokes, and you can reach me at 3GeekyLadies or MyMac.com, uh, and uh, on Twitter at V.E. Stokes. I'm Owen Rubin. Best way is O-Rubin at MyMac.com. Okay, Elisa, 3GeekyLadies.com with the number 3 spelled out or at MyMac.com. And Twitter would be Senseidai, S-E-N-S-E-I-D-A-I. My name's Eric Rudd, and uh, you can reach me at uh, rudd.eric at iCloud.com. Um, that's about Hashtag it. weeds. Hashtag weeds. <laughs> yeah, look alike. That's right. Shane bought one. <laughs> My name is Mark Rudd. Um, I'm the technology columnist for the Visalia Times Delta and Solaria Advanced Registry. You can reach me at mruddvtd.com. And, of course, I'm Guy Searles from the Mighty MyMac.com podcast. And I'm sure nearly everyone knows what I normally say at the end of a segment for the MyMac podcast. So everyone could just please say this together when I, when I go like that. So, one, two, three. Stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. Thank you, Gus. Yeah, oh, that was great. Thanks, Opie. <laughs> okay, and we're back here at the Mac World Expo. I am talking to just a whole group of people over at Otherworld Computing, and they have got some this brand new product. That is just sounds amazing, and I'm going to start with uh, with Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, good. Tell us uh, about it. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we have our uh, Jupiter line, um, which is really cool, massive storage systems. Um, we kind of have two segments to it right now: the the Jupiter Core and the Jupiter Callisto. Uh, Jupiter Core uh, just. A lot of storage is basically what it is. You can connect it to a mini SAS RAID card uh, or mini SAS RAID adapter. So this is really good for you know people doing video editing where they need that really fast mini SAS speed, um, up to 48 gigabits per second. Uh, but they also need that that large amount of storage, showing multiple terabytes. Well, before you go into the specs, what exactly is it that we're talking about? I mean, what does it look it is, like? It's it, well, they're, um, we're going to have a couple different form factors. So um, we have uh, an 8-bay tower unit, and we have an uh, 8-bay rack unit, and a 16-bay rack unit, um, just to start with. Wait, uh, are, are, you're, ta- you're telling me that you've got a unit that you can configure in a, in a, a various uh, array of, of RAID options, and it's 8 bays as the minimum that you have in this thing, so you can you yeah, can actually yeah. you could actually connect up to what thirty two terabytes of storage. Yeah, um, pretty soon we'll probably see even larger capacities coming out. Yeah, because you said you had a sixteen, and and the, the the max is currently on all of these uh, four terabyte drives. So I, I guess that's kind of the max for for hard drives. Uh, this yes, is, is. Uh, Jen, and the uh, six terabytes are pretty much around the corner. So we're we're already thinking about them as forty eight gigs and ninety six gigs. Holy, yeah. holy, free holy! That's a lot. Terabytes. I'm sorry, terabytes, gigs. Oh. Yeah, I usually think in in uh, kilobytes, but you know that's a whole other. <laughs> that, that's my blonde Floridaness coming through. So uh, this is this. You've got these two units, and it's it's kind of looks like a uh, like like a large tower. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, the rack form factors, which are, uh, you know, designed to sit horizontally, so it would be installed inside of a, ah, right. an IT rack setup. But then we have the, the A-Bay tower, which will be a desktop unit, and just, just sit there right on your desk. So you connect, you, you basically, you put in up to, um, in this, I, I, it makes me laugh to say this, the smaller unit with only eight drive bays. And uh, you know, do, do all of these drives have to be the same size, or is, is there some limitation on, uh, you know, you can only put them in pairs or anything along those lines? Um, you know, you can mix and match, but it all depends on what you're going to be doing with the RAID card um, and how you're going to be setting up the RAID of the drive, so how you're going to be configuring the drives. Um, so I, RAID always likes to have the same size drives and right. 
they manufacture and such. So the, the cool thing, though, with uh, Jupiter Callisto, which is the, the next part of the Jupiter line, um, this is a, a net shared network massive storage system. Um, so it's a NAS unit, in other words. Right. Uh, so you can have, you know, AFP, SMB um, for Windows and Mac sharing and, and NFS for if you're a Linux person um, to do Linux file sharing. So it's a very large storage system, same form factor. So they pay racks, tower, uh, 16-bay rack. Um, but the cool thing about this is we're putting on 10 gigabit Ethernet ports. <laughs> um, so, and it sounds daunting, but we're actually using what's called 10G-based T-ports, which means that we're using regular CAT6 cabling. CAT6 or CAT7 cabling right. gives us backwards compatibility with 1 gigabit Ethernet networks. So you can uh, you know scale up your speed as you need to. Um, so these two Jupiter lines kind of uh, work together because we have Callisto, which uh, we can add capacity to with the Jupiter core units. So we can have Callisto be a 96 terabyte unit on its own, but we could also attach another 96 terabyte core unit to it, oh or several God. core units. So It can grow very, very quickly. Yeah. So we're definitely talking really massive storage. And uh, so, it, depending on, on how you have it, you know what kind of what kind of uh, uh, RAID process that you have set up on on each one of these will determine what your total amount of potential storage is going to be. Yeah, um, with Callisto, speaking to Callisto, uh, we're actually behind the scenes basing it on on ZFS technology, which is like a next generation file system. Right, right. Um, I, I kept hearing Apple was going to go to that, and then, you know, wah, wah, they didn't do it. it it's still very much alive. Um, so th there's a lot of cool features baked into ZFS. And, um, you know, one of the biggest ones is pooling. So you can have, you know, a single storage pool where you can just keep adding drives to that pool as you need to grow your storage. So as a uh, you know a, a video production company continues to uh, maybe move to 4K or they're they're doing more and more projects, they can add very very easily. So some a small business can start with a relatively small setup and then add on to it without having to reconfigure everything. So it's very very flexible. All right, so so these units will work in 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 con not context um, in conjunction with each other. You, you've got one unit, you suddenly find that, wow, I, I need so much more storage. You just go to OWC, you pick up another one of these, and you've doubled the potential amount of storage if you have it configured in the same way as your first unit. Well, that, that's kind of the beauty of it. You don't necessarily even need to configure it in the same way. Um, we could have a uh, you know, set of drives that's configured in one RAID level. We can add on more drives in another RAID level. Um, but they, they all just add into this one long storage pool that you have, which kind of just works together and appears as one usable capacity. So it, it's, all, it's all pretty much uh, transparent to the end. Yeah. They just see that suddenly they've got, like, oodles and oodles of storage that they didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was one of our goals, to sort of it, take this really powerful uh, storage technology and make it more accessible. The people and uh, provide them with sort of the support that we're already known for on the storage side, so that more and more people can can benefit from yeah. shared and centralized. I, w I would call that the oodle factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, have you have you guys already priced these units? Uh, we don't. the The core line we actually have up on our website right now. Um, and I'm blanking on five. I think it starts around five thousand mm -hmm. with uh, full, with all the drives in it. And and that's anywhere from what one to four terabyte drives, depending. Uh, on starting how with you two want. terabyte drives. Starting with uh, two terabyte SAS drives. Okay, so I mean, just out of the box, you're already looking at sixteen terabytes if you have it set up as as like a JBOD or. Uh, depending on if it's RAID 0, RAID 1, RAID 5, uh, you'll, you'll, you can have uh, like 8 terabytes of storage with complete redundancy where if one of these drives goes bad or even if a couple of them go bad, you don't have to worry about your data 
because it's all backed up on all the other drives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it sounds just like I know what I'm talking about. That, that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, well, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, if people would like to know more about the, uh, the, the Jupiter series of uh, – I, I, I hesitate to even call it – it's not really enclosures. These are, these are like just uh, uh, amazing storage, storage technology. Uh, where would they go to find out more information? Yeah, so if you go to our website, uh, maxsales.com, and put a forward slash Jupiter after it, it'll take you right to it. And it'll just blow your mind. So everyone, please <laughs> go on over to uh, Otherworld Computing at maxsales.com, and you can also reach them on their telephone number, which is 1-800-275-4576. Did I get that right this time? You did. Oh, right. I was blanking on it earlier when I was talking to Larry. He's like, oh, I've only been saying this telephone number for like the last 10 weeks in our podcast. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. Everyone, please go on over to Otherworld Computing and check out not only the Jupiter line, but all the fine products that they have over there at uh, Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. And everyone, please stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back with the last bit of the My Mac podcast. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, well, we'll go ahead and get that to you. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very, very welcome. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Alex Kalajan, I got it right that time, and he is the creator and developer of Inspire Pro, which is this really, really cool iPad, iPhone app that gives you all kinds of options for not only, like, doing something with your photographs, but you can actually do things like like make watercolors and and all kinds of paintings and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's great for editing photos, but you can start from a from a new canvas from scratch and create any kind of painting you like. We have 90 different brushes that range from oil paint to airbrushes to spray paint to paint splatters, pencils, crayons. It really is a full art set that anyone can use. And when when you first open up the program, and you've got like all these options, and you know, the the kind of cool thing as you were taking me through it was that how easy it was to get to each different kind of brush and each different kind of color. You can, you can save the colors as you're making them. And uh, how long did it take you to come up with an interface for an iOS app that you were happy with? Well, you know what? We started with the app on the iPhone, and we so we've been developing it for five years. And, and when it first came out on the iPad, that's when we had to really overhaul the interface for the larger screen. But I can't take credit for the user interface 100% because we've gotten such amazing feedback and suggestions from for improvements from artists and we've just you know over the years just put all that feedback back into the app so it's really you know I'm the developer of it but I have to give credit to all the artists who have made suggestions for improvements and and together we've actually built the app that it is today and something else I noticed that not only can you can you like select different colors from existing uh, existing canvases that you're working on? You can actually blend some of the colors together. I mean, there's all different kinds of tools in here. You could make like the next Mona Lisa or something along those lines. And and are there options to like export it as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can export it as a PNG, a JPEG. Uh, you can export the video file as a .m4v file, and uh, wait, wait, can... wait, 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 hold on. You can, I didn't even know about this. You, you, as you're making your creation, you can actually record the process of you making it. Yeah, actually, that's our latest feature that we added in uh, the latest update that came out before Christmas. It's called Canvas Playback, and what it is is. <clears throat> While you're painting, we automatically record all of your brush strokes one by one, and it's transparent to the user. It's happening in the background. You don't even know about it. And when you're done, you go back to the gallery. You can hit play and watch the entire painting from start to finish. And so you can, you know, watch it in your gallery, but also export it uh, as a .m4v file, and it comes out as 1080p. Beautiful quality. So if you want to show it off to your friends, you can upload it to YouTube. But also teachers 
uh, can use it to teach your students to show uh, the creative process from creative painting from start to finish. So we're really proud of that. It was a really hard feature. And uh, because our painting engine uses OpenGL, that's how we were able to make it not only work great with high quality, but super fast too, to not interrupt your brush strokes while you paint. That is really, really cool. Well, if people want to find out more about Inspire Pro or about you, where would they go to do it? KiwiPixel.com. We have uh, screenshots, a gallery full of paintings, uh, lots of canvas playback videos, and a full feature list there. And uh, you can also search for us on the App Store, of course. You can put in KiwiPixel or Inspire Pro, but our website, KiwiPixel.com, has all the info. And uh, actually, the regular price is, is $9.99, but it's on sale for Macworld up until the weekend for 50% off $4.99. So if you guys want to check out Inspire Pro, you're going to have to get on over to the, uh, the iOS App Store as quickly as you possibly can, y'all. And you can get it for half price. And that's uh, KiwiPixel.com, yes. and the name of the program is Inspire Pro. This is Elisa Paselli. I'm with Michael. He is from AMP, the Antec Mobile Products. And I really wanted to stop here because I have reviewed some of the products for, Mac, uh, for MyMac.com, and I've really liked them. So how are you, Michael? Doing good. We're happy to uh, be at Macworld and excited for the show. So for those people who haven't read my reviews, and shame on you if you haven't, <laughs> can you tell us about some of these uh, different products? Uh, yeah, Antique Mobile Products are uh, focused around mobile uh, products that uh, you know mesh with your lifestyle. We have a variety of uh, Bluetooth speakers, from our SP0 small 3-watt uh, uh, speaker to the SP1, our flagship uh, portable speaker line. Uh, they're compact, uh, full sound uh, audio experience that lets you just put in your bag, carry with you, and uh, go. We also have uh, Bluetooth receivers, which is our Smart Beam Bluetooth receiver. This essentially makes any uh, wired headphone or wired device you have wireless. So you can uh, use it with any headphone you already have and make it wireless, or uh, use it in your car to uh, stream your uh, stereo or music to your stereo. Now, as I've told you before, I'm partial to the hub charger. Yes, the uh, Antic uh, hub charger is a four-port uh, charging hub with uh, two high-speed uh, 2.1 output uh, uh, ports and uh, allows you to charge multiple devices in one sitting. I love it when we go on trips. It's great for hotel rooms, cruise ships, and we're using it right now at Macworld. That's great to hear. I'm yeah. really happy. Uh, it's it's a real it's well. yeah it's a really good product. Like I said, I really it, it does what it says and it charges things quickly. Yeah, I think uh, the main product our advantage with that product is just having multiple ports and being uh, easy access. It also has uh, a lot of the, the other charger adapters don't use a uh, larger cable for the power, so the power cable is actually built in to the brick. So you just have that one cable that you plug in versus like having a separate brick that's attached to it. Right, right. So uh, where can the listeners get more information about your various products? All right, you can find more information about us online, uh, AnticMobileProducts.com. That's A-N-T-E-C-M-O-B-I-L-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S.com. Uh, you can also uh, visit on our main page, uh, our parent company, Antic. That's uh, A-N-T-E-C.com. Uh, we focus on cases and power supplies. The Antic mobile products are mostly focused on our mobile product line uh, portables. Okay, great. Thanks so much. This is Julie once again from the Macworld iWorld Expo floor, and I'm now at the booth for App Presser. And with me today is Scott Bollinger, who has a new app that basically takes WordPress websites and turns them into apps. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, hi. Um, so basically, AppPressor allows you to create a mobile app using your existing WordPress website. So if you were to take e-commerce for an example, if you have an e-commerce store built with a plugin like WooCommerce, if you were to try to get a native app built with that, uh, you'd go to a developer, they'd tell you maybe $50,000, $100,000, it'd just be crazy expensive. But what you can do with AppPressor is install a few plugins on your site. You can uh, wrap up the site with PhoneGap and submit it to the app stores. And uh, for less than $500, you can have an app in the app store that your customers can go buy your products. You can send them push notifications, uh, do all kinds of cool stuff with the native device features. That wasn't before possible with WordPress. And because you're using your existing WordPress site, that means you can uh, push up updates to your app and your site at the same time. You're managing everything inside WordPress. You don't have to worry about you know, a separate app builder. Uh, there's no monthly fees. There's no you know, crazy integrations with uh, you know, APIs or anything like that. It's very easy to use. And uh, it's got a lot of different applications. Like you could use it for a restaurant, a real estate agent, uh, you know, 
municipalities, basically any type of business can make an app with it very easily and affordably. So what makes AppPressor different than, say, a responsive website? So AppPressor actually takes your website and wraps it in a native app wrapper, which allows us to do things that you couldn't do with a website. For example, uh, push notifications. Like your normal responsive site is great, uh, but you can't actually use send push notifications to your users. You can't use the native device camera, the contacts, uh, geolocation, things like that. But if you actually use AppPressor, what you can do is distribute it to the app stores so uh, your customers can you know, go to the iTunes store on their phone and download the app, which is great. And then you can also use all the great uh, app features. So if you want to add interactivity to your site using, uh, like we have a short code that will, if you put an app camera short code on a WordPress poster page inside the app, that'll actually turn into a native camera button where you can take a photo, upload a photo, you could uh, create a post out of that and basically very easily do these kind of interactive things that aren't possible on a normal responsive website. So uh, is this a free app or are there add-ons or how does that work? So our core plugin is free and it's on the WordPress.org repository. It's called AppPressor. Uh, That is the development framework. If you want extensions such as creating an e-commerce app or using the camera, the geolocation, things like that, push notifications, those are paid extensions. So the prices range anywhere from $49 to $4.99 and uh, just kind of depends on what you want. So unlike many things here at the show, this is not available at the iTunes store. It's available at, uh, you mentioned the WordPress.org repository for the basic uh, plugin for WordPress, correct? Yeah, I would say uh, just go to appresser.com and you can get the, our free plugin there. Uh, the free plugin is not going to actually turn your site into an app or anything like that. It's just a development framework. So you, uh, most people usually need extensions um, so to actually create the app. Sounds good. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I think that's it. Thanks, Julie. Sounds good. Appreciate your being here. So this is Julie once again from the Macworld Expo floor, and I am now with uh, Lance Seymour from City Hour, which has been described to me as a social networking, like a dating app for business. Can you tell me more about it? Absolutely. Um, City Hour is the first and only app that is geared exclusively towards arranging face-to-face business meetings with other professionals. You, it, the, the app quickly syncs to your LinkedIn profile so you don't have to recreate that whole work history all over again. We make it real easy for you. Um, and then you go into the app and you set up a search criteria. If you want meetings to come to you, you open up time slots in your calendar um, in specific venues, specific industries, what the goal of your meeting would be, career development, um, uh, new business development, career opportunities, that sort of thing. And meeting requests will come to you. And in there, in, when the requests come in, there will be a specific pitch in there telling you exactly why you should take that meeting in their words to make sure that you don't have something like two job seekers meeting together when you know trying to find a job. And if you want to be proactive and go find prospects, there's two features in here to do so. One is Let's Meet Now. That will show you all the people in your immediate area that match your search criteria that are willing to meet within the next two hours. So this is the hyper-proactive person who doesn't want to waste a minute um, can, can do that. And then there's another one just called Find People, which is more long-range prospecting. You can open up big date, uh, ranges of dates uh, to go ahead and find your, uh, your prospects. And in there, you can select the venue within the app, so no, you don't have to exchange emails. Where are we going to meet? Where's the, what's the address? All that kind of stuff. Um, you know, in my experience, you work so hard to get to that meeting so often, is sending an initial email and going back and forth, and the goal is always to get a qualified person to meet with. This skips all those steps, and you know you're pre-qualified, you've been pre-matched up based on your selective search criteria, and you get right to the meeting. It's a great, saves time, it's efficient prospecting, it's a great way to do business. And it's available uh, worldwide? or yes. and it's available worldwide. It's currently iOS only, but will be Android at the end of the year. And most importantly, it's free to use, free to download, free to use. There's no hidden tricks or in-app purchases once you get there. And is it suitable for all businesses? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's suitable for new business development, salespeople, uh, job seekers, um, really anybody. It's, just, it's doing business the old-fashioned way, meeting face-to-face, not just sending out emails all day long and exchanging profiles with people you're never going to talk to. Sounds excellent. And Dan, um, is there anything else you want to live? Where can they find this? Um, well, you can, it's on the App Store now. It's only been live for about six weeks. There's already 10,000 users. It's growing very quickly. Um, we've, we see it day by day, then the numbers mushrooming, particularly in the bigger cities. 
Um, you know, and the goal is to get millions of users on it. The more users we have, the more effective it will be for everybody. And is there a website where they can go look for more information? Absolutely. You can go to cityhour.com. There's a great little video on there. gives you some more information on the product, some additional features, which I didn't mention yet. And, um, yeah, that's it. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, this is Julie once again from the Macworld Expo floor, and I'm now talking with Cloak, which is a VPN service that I've personally used for a while, and they're introducing a new version, too, here at the show. With me is Dave Peck from the Cloak Company. He's telling me the entire company is here, so good on them for, for supporting Macworld. Dave, can you tell me some of the new changes in version 2? Right. So with version 2, what we wanted to do was massively simplify the experience of using VPN even further than what we did with Cloak 1. And what's really exciting is that for the very first time, we were able to bring many of the power features that we have on Cloak for Mac over to Cloak for iPhone and iPad. Uh, So Cloak for iPhone and iPad takes advantage of some new things under the hood in iOS 7. Uh, which means it's an iOS 7-only app, but the benefit is you get a lot of cool new features. So one thing we have is the ability to define trusted networks and to automatically secure yourself when you go, let's say you go to Starbucks, I don't trust the Starbucks network, Cloak will automatically turn itself on on my iPhone and iPad, just like it did in Cloak 1 for my Mac. And I don't have to open up the Cloak app, I don't have to open up the settings app, it sort of just works. And for me, that's a really big game changer. Um... For the first time ever, when I go to coffee shops, we, we're all based in Seattle, so we have lots of coffee shops, uh, and when I go to them, for the first time ever, I can use my iPad without thinking about it, which is really nice. Uh, so we're, I'm excited about that feature. I think it really changes the game a lot. We also restructured our plans and pricing. So for those of you who knew our plans and pricing in Cloak One, we had an unlimited plan for $14.99 a month. We slashed the price down to $9.99 a month which I think is really exciting. I hope it means that it's a much more accessible plan. And we also know that not everybody wants to use a subscription basis. So some people will travel for a little while and need a week or two of Cloak. So now for the first time, you can also buy directly within the app with in-app purchase uh, a week, a month, or a year of service. And we don't it's not a subscription, so we won't charge you again unless you come back and buy another week. Um, so we're happy about that, too. Brilliant, both of those. I was I was excited about the first one you mentioned, and the second one is absolutely dead on too. So, totally cool. So, what has actually changed about that? You mentioned more of a mobile focus this time. Um, Cloak was available on uh, mobile devices before, but it's you're focusing on that now. That's right. I mean, Cloak was always available on iPhone and iPad uh, as well as Mac, but we always thought of the iPhone and iPad version as kind of the little brother to the big big brother on the Mac. And because of these new features in iOS 7, we're finally able to bring all the features that we think are really important in VPN software. Mostly, my deal is I don't want to remember to use my VPN, and so if it doesn't automatically turn itself on when I'm not on a network I trust, that's not going to work for me. So I really think we're the only VPN service out there that has this offering, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We also really wanted to just clean up the user interface, and now we have this beautiful new connection view, which gives you an at-a-glance understanding of what your VPN is doing right now and why. And even better, uh, you know, over the last year of Cloak One, we've learned a lot about what real-world networks are like, and let's face it, uh, public wireless networks at hotels and coffee shops are not always the most reliable. And so actually, even though the, the user interface is really simple, under the hood, we're actually scanning for a bunch of sort of common network problems, and we present, cont- <coughs> we present contextual help uh, if, if we see that something's wrong with the network. You know, that's interesting, too, because, um, you know, when I first walked up here, Dave asked me, you know, how do you like the product? Is it working for you? And I'm like, well, it must be because it just works. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I click the button and it connects and I forget about it. So there you go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Maybe the tagline should be VPNs for people who never want to think about VPNs. <laughs> Yeah. Now, have you made any changes for the Mac version as well? We've been talking mobile. 
Yes, with uh, Cloak 2 for Mac, uh, we brought the same new user interface that we brought to iOS 7 over to the Mac as well. So you'll see a certain consistency across the two platforms in your experience. And also, because we have trusted networks, both on iPhone and iPad and on the Mac, we now cloud sync all your preferences. So generally the way it works is you get Cloak, you tell it that you trust your home and your office network, you tell it to turn itself on automatically when you're on an untrusted network, and then it just syncs your preferences to all your devices and you never can figure it again. Yeah. Very, very cool. So what are the price plans and how can people find out more about Cloak? Uh, sure. So if you want to find out more about Cloak, the best way is just to go to our website. It's www.getcloak.com, G-E-T, Cloak. Uh, and then the pricing is uh, our entry level. So we ha- kind of have two buckets. You can either subscribe on a month-to-month basis, and you're welcome to cancel at any time, or you can buy one-time passes. Our subscriptions start at $2.99 a month. That's for what we call our mini plan, which caps you at 5 gigabytes of data every month. But if you don't want to deal with data caps, all of our other plans are unlimited. So if you want to subscribe, it's $9.99 a month for the unlimited data plan. And then if you, you're traveling and you just need a week or, or something, a week is $3.99 for unlimited data for seven days. Uh, we also offer a one-time month pass for $9.99. We offer a year pass if you want to purchase an entire year for $99.99, so a bit of a discount. Sounds good. So I'm, I need to upgrade, basically. <laughs> so, it's time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you so much. This is Elisa Paselli. I'm with Deneen. She is the Vice President of Marketing for Ergotron. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So can you tell us about your product? Yeah, what we're showcasing here at Macworld are our tablet management charging stations and our WorkFit sit-stand workstations. And we're just really excited to be here, and I can give you a little tour if you'd like. Okay, let's go. All right, so we have what we're showing here is our tablet management cart 32. It holds 32 iPads. It is... The MSRP is $23.99 for charging up to 32 iPads used in school systems and you know anywhere that has a, a deployment of iPads. So we have a 32, a 48 version, and we have a desktop module that holds 16 iPads. Okay. Our latest and greatest is this tablet charging wall mount. It, it holds up to 12 tablets. We have great show and stow technology. Basically, it pulls out, goes back automatically, it locks, has a six-key locking system, so very, very secure. All of the AC adapters are enclosed inside. Great sliding metal door, and it has a six-inch profile to the wall. Now, we have an iPad-only version that has two versions, Lightning and a 30-pin version. This is made for iPads, so it's Apple certified. And we also have the show and sew technology here as well. So when you shut it, everything goes inside very nicely. And when you open it, all of the iPads are exposed. We also have indicator lights for charging. So when when an iPad is fully charged, the light turns green. If it's still charging, it stays on uh, red. Also another six-point key locking system. And this one also syncs. So we have a USB... Uh, a USB slot down here for when you want to hook up a MacBook and sync everything. Okay. Moving on to our WorkFit stand workstation. So all the buzz today is about becoming more active during your workday, right. sitting disease out there, sedentary behavior, a lot of research going on, and what we're finding, we're actually participating in some of the research, and what we're finding is when you stand just a little bit more every day, you're raising your heart rate, working on the metabolism, you're burning calories, and you just feel better and have more energy at the end of your day. What we've, we've had WorkFit around for about four years in our product line, but this year we're, we just came out in October with a specific line of WorkFit products for Apple. This one is the WorkFit P. P stands for platform for a MacBook. It has 20 inches of height adjustability, so you can lower it all the way down to your desk when you're in the seated position. And when you're ready to stand, it comes up wherever you need to. Very sturdy, sturdy construction, aluminum construction. It just flows right with you. Yeah, it's very nice. So it's, you know, sit when you need to, stand when you want. Right. 
<laughs> so that's the P. And what is the retail price of this one? Sorry, this is three twenty-nine. Okay. You can get that same. Sorry. Yeah, that's. I got some. Full bench hardwood A, and this design is the A stands for arm. So you have a very heavy-duty arm that attaches to a work surface. And you can raise and lower. This is, has 19 inches of height adjustability. So again, going down to the desk for seated position and raising it. Very fluid movement. Very easy to move. Yes, it is. And it's great for collaboration. All the WorkFit products that are products because what happens is when you're when you're standing and if somebody walks into your cube or your office, easily you can turn it to collaborate on your screen. This version is the Visa version, so now that Apple is shipping iMacs and displays with just the Visa without the stand, we've developed, we've integrated an Apple-esque looking stand with a Visa plate that it attaches to the Visa display. So it really works with any, any monitor. And the retail for this one? This one retails for $6.99. And where can people get more information on your products? At Ergotron.com. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the TeacherCast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast.